0: You're listening to the Hutton Digest broadcast, a shortened version of the full show that you can find available currently on media.forthemug.com or if you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or through our RSS feed, feedburner.com forward slash Hutton Orbital. Enjoy the show. Endorsed by Skip Rat.
1: Indeed, and I didn't even listen
0: to it. Twat. The
2: Corridors of Hutton are empty this week. But the Hollow Me Suites are full to bursting with pilots interacting virtually with each other, chatting, flying, sharing tales of their adventures, ensuring that no matter how far away from each other everyone is, no one is alone. Whispers of VECM are heard in excited tones as attentions turn to the new unique event and the essential workers in the mug factories are looking forward to a day off once Operation Hot Mess is concluded. Happy, smiling faces are all that are seen by the controller of Studio 5. This seems to be a fault in the Holomy matrix, where the setting grinning idiot seems to have been applied to all the avatars. Unused to working remotely, the engineer behind the glass seems to have been following along to the video of... Don't exercise with buck naked, given the lack of inhibitions and clothing. Quickly and seamlessly pressing the button to switch off his camera, he tries to distract the newsreaders with the words.
0: Our mics are, um,
3: live!
0: Quarantinis. It's us live from the V Emergency Studio over at Hutton. We've set up shop in the very large and very empty conference suites here at the Orbital, and of course, we're sitting the regulation two metres away from each other, clad in protective clothing, apart from Buck, and at least an inch of perspex between each of us. I'm remote dick chafing.
4: I'm Rough As a Badger's Arse, Rudolf Hacker's Brother from Another Mother.
2: I'm Will We Make
5: It, Will My Finger Do. I'm Normally Fine, No Must And
0: I'm Harry Prozac. <laughs> yes, he is. And now, for those bingy-bongy-bangies, headlines. He said covering up what he's doing. There we go. <clears throat> and now, for the headlines...
4: fleet tease as news feed unfreezes.
0: Hug plug for Bog Dog Sprog.
2: Are distant worlds the safest places to be?
0: Zeance
6: has trouble with big deposits.
5: Hollow me heaven as ECM goes virtual.
4: The Ultimate Atrus Guide to Keeping Thargoids at Arm's Length.
5: A little from Lou's Little War and his big warning.
0: And Norma learns how to give it away for free. First tonight, those teasers at the Pilots Federation are the teasers, or teases, teases. They are teases at the Pilots Federation are showing a turn of an ankle and hinting at glory further down the line as their ongoing dance of the seven veiled updates enters its next phase. Commander Benedetti, the current allocated spokesperson for the Pilots' Federation, has hinted that the latest phase of development by Brewer Corporation will soon be swinging into action. At first, our roving reporter went immediately to the nearest bar and demanded to get his hands on the prototype Gargo Blaster Mark II. A wee nip of something fresh from the barrel, and of course a double helping of Iron Brewer... Mystified as to why none of them were in the slightest bit enlightening as to the Brewers' new product, and after some drunken quizzing of passers-by, it turns out that the Brewer Corporation builds stuff. Big stuff. Really big stuff, like space stations, and funnily enough, fleet carriers. Their share price has rocketed as it was revealed earlier today that the price tag for what can only be described as an outpost with a whacking great engine stuck on its arse is to be measured in the billions of credits bracket. The details of the new fuel source for these floating marbles are sketchy at the moment, but the mineral tritium, or tritium, depending if you can speak properly, has been touted, or tooted, as a potential power plant powering product at the pumps. Scientists from Canon have been dispatched to work out exactly what tritium is and how much range it could afford the floating fleet flyers. Figures up to and including 500 light years, have been floated, which opens up exciting future times for explorers. Let us help. Tritium, or Hydrogen-3, is a rare and radioactive isotope of hydrogen. Naturally occurring tritium is extremely rare on Earth-like worlds. Atmospheres have only trace amounts, formed by the interaction of its gases with cosmic rays. Good thing that the Aurora Australis has upgraded the cosmic ray detector a few weeks back. It can be produced by irradiating lithium metal or lithium-bearing ceramic pebbles in a nuclear reactor. Tritium is used as a radioactive tracer in radioluminescent light sources for watches and instruments, and along with deuterium, as a fuel for nuclear fusion reactions with applications in energy generation and weapons, which will keep the PvP types happy. For the money-making magnates out there worried about the dent that buying one of these huge hangars will make, they should worry not, as it appears that they will be able to charge exorbitant tariffs to anyone who makes use of their facilities, ...at its facilities, and rig the prices of critical trade goods like food, beer, and Mama's box spaniels. Well, this mean we can float a fleet carrier out to Hutton, filled to the berm with limpets for the hungry hippos? With large pads available, it's entirely possible that the mythical free anaconda... ...terms and conditions apply for large values of free and small values of a few million anacondas may cost more than they appear to... ...might be able to at least faked up totally... ...by landing one on the megaship and parading it in front of those unfortunate enough to make the journey in the hope of getting one. But not sold to them, of course. Even for free. Our reporter, once his hangover subsides, will be making his way to Shinrata Desra and taking a deep dive into these excitingly elephantine, elephantine, elephant fat bastards and mind-bogglingly brobingdongamian behemoths. Probably sometime next Thursday, shortly before the next one of these shows, and shortly after, I give Rudolf Hucker a swift kick in the chuckies.
4: In a move that Galnet News would have described as the worst idea since Nocti tried to make banana-flavoured cider, if they were saying anything at all, animal charities around the galaxy have declared today, on March the 26th, as Galactic Adopt a Memes Bogspaniel Day. Recently, there has been a huge increase in the population of these canine wardens, partly due to the sudden disappearance indoors of their usual predators. The hunter who wants something that walks like a duck sounds like a duck, but is a damn sight easier to shoot than a duck. Given the enormous size of these beasts when fully grown, their voracious appetites, and their inability to differentiate between dog food and the right arm of their owners at feeding time, we suspect that the instigators of this ill-conceived idea have either never met one of these creatures or have a stockpile of prosthetic limbs that they wish to quickly convert into cash. A spokesman said, Dangerous? Bog spaniels? Never heard such nonsense. I've never had any trouble from one of them, and neither has my partner, Lefty.
6: With outbreaks breaking out throughout known space, the question has been asked where the long-range explorers had it right to begin with. The bubble is an oversaturated and crowded space, and as a famous man once said, space is big. You just won't believe how vastly, hugely, mind-bogglingly big it is. I mean, you may think it's a long way down to the road to the chemist, but well, that's just peanuts to space. And we really don't want to be popping down to the chemist at the moment, Thank you very much. Deep space is where the calm is at. Where the nastiest thing you'll encounter is a high-G world. And the scariest aliens are simple creatures that just want to give your ship a hug. Ah, there aren't any other people, unless you really want there to be. Just you, your space madness, that talking penguin glove puppet and a gingham dress. Hutton Orbital News' biggest tip for the week. Join a distant world's expedition. We know it was years ago and has now officially finished, but there's no time like the present to get the heck out of Dodge. Unless, of course, you've actually got five billion in the bank. Then you might want to hang around a bit.
0: The governor of the Bank of Zeont has issued a stark warning today against speculating on any future developments regarding so-called fleet carriers. This comes as interest has been increasing at the bank regarding just how big a suitcase you would need to carry 5 billion credits. Just whose picture is on those large bank notes? And anyway, aren't those big notes all saturated with onion head anyway? The Bank's Board of Governors have forecasted a boom uh, time ahead for those with the wherewithal to take advantage, and boy do they know how to take advantage, and have reportedly let out their belts another notch and applied stimulus packages in a move that they're calling quantitative easing. I'll try that one again. It's in a move that they're calling quantitative easing. Insider trading is, of course, still a crime and we are assured that no one would be caught making money from any foreknowledge, but the Brook Corporation has reported receiving an order for a gold-plated fleet carrier from a gentleman with a very unconvincing Scottish accent.
2: Ever since the advent of the Holomee Pilot Softlight Hologram System, inventors everywhere have been looking at new ways to make it more fun. Multi-crew that's so 3304! Pranking your friends by having a dangerous looking accident, videoing their faces as you plummet from a 40th story window, or dive in front of one of those little yellow trucks that go round and round the inside of stations. Pah It's been done already in the 21st century on a program called Jackass. The latest trend is to build the biggest, most participative party imaginable. The kind that Imperials would be jealous of. And stuff it with games. Fun and entertainment. And then have everyone not actually turn up. Have them stay at home. VCM is planning to do just that on the 11th of April. Chuck a huge party and then tell everyone to stay at home. Comfy in their cushioned hammocks. The twist? By the marvel of modern Holomie, They can all actually be there, looking exactly how they want. Always wanted to turn up to the party looking like Homer Simpson? Done. Or how about an extra from one of the nastier scenes in Lord of the Rings? You know the kind. The one with some mutant orc being born out of some slippery sack. Yep, you can do that too. Tattoos? New glasses? That purple flight suit you always wondered whether it would suit you? VECM is the perfect party. And what's more, when you get cornered by someone and can't escape, you can just pull a quick Logovsky and claim your netlink broke. So join VECM on the 11th of April. Bring some games, bring your own booze, and let's make the party you don't actually have to go to the new thing for 3306.
4: Good evening, truckers! Atrus5060 here with a little bit of information on how to avoid catching the nergy from those nasty thargoids. My number one tip for the day is to make sure you don't get too close to them. Anti-social distancing is the perfect way to avoid a terrible encounter with the dreaded green goo i recommend a nice trip out to Colonia, or maybe Beagle Point. Second on my list, if you absolutely have to go to the Pleiades, or anywhere there are confirmed Thargoids, take precautions, Commander. Key workers such as the lovely people from Operation IDA, or is it IDA, and Haxwing, as well as the Anti-Xeno Initiative, need your support. Precautions include washing your ship thoroughly after every space voyage, smearing yourself in Matrona experience jelly, and of course, always bring your shutdown neutralizer in case one of them coughs on you. Next, and this one's very important. If you end up all caustic and itchy, you want to use your decontamination limpet fast. If you haven't got one, then make sure you've got someone with you that can apply it liberally to the affected area. We also recommend having a bit of a lie down afterward. There's lots of fake news about Thargoids out there, that they can be cured by swallowing two unknown probes for breakfast. The eating Thargoid heart stops you catching a bad case of blowing up, and of course, that old chestnut aromatherapy. If you see some of those little fuckers buzzing around, you want to use your patented tharg zapper on them and give them a good dose of shock cannon. But beware, Commander, these noxious fumes, oh smelly, are catching. And lastly, Operation IDA, or, or is it IDA, are asking for volunteers the recently retired and, of course, final year student pilots to put themselves forward to help clear any damaged stations and make essential repairs. How lovely. Stay safe out there, commanders. And remember, if it goes green, chop it off quick. For the mug.
6: Lou's visiting the phlebotomists of doom today. And having almost a regulation armful to their yearly field-starving vampire telethon he's having a bit of a lie down and a nice biscuit so as usual luckily the hot pit bit has total stability and there's nothing going on hang on a minute all hands on deck this week as Hutton has been thrown into a full multiplay, multi-ball curveball of hot pit stuff to contend with first and most urgently, we're up the colonia without a frame shift, as both E.L. prockleson and Tyr have pending elections, and we stand to lose both of our bases in the next week if we don't get our finger out and do something about it. Wash it first. Yes, Fort Mug on Hutton Moon might fall to the ballot box. Then, over in the bubble, we've had a number of insidious incursions into Hutton Space. One war against a new faction over in Y0855-0714 seems to have gone well, but we've got a whole smorgasbord of consequences racking up in other systems. Wolf 359 appears to be under attack by yet another player group. They've been told to let it be, more on this later, but it's not helped by an infrastructure failure that promises to cause no end of trouble. We've got a full quarantine situation in Epsilon Handy Dandy, so we need medicines there as soon as you can. Plus, a drought in Trepin, and there are rumours that Fruity's been using all the water in an overzealous hand-washing session. Possibly after a quick visit to Epsilon Hairy Mandy. So, win two elections, cure the sick, water the thirsty, and defend the borders. And all on the week that Lou's not here to talk about it all. Now, over to Norma.
5: Hello, we've got a couple of community related items to cover. Personally, I thought that was something that happened in a certain kind of horse farm, but we all have to improvise in these strange times. Firstly, as a lovely jester in these difficult days, those smashing people at the East India Trading Company are flouting the rule that says that you can't get something for nothing. From last Saturday, 21st of March, 3306, and continuing for at least four weeks, all trades for engineer unlocked commodities and rare goods will be absolutely free to commanders whose ship's computer has a window or two. Those ships without windows aren't eligible unfortunately. Simply interface with their computer, just search for EIC Trading Post and you'll see it. They'll arrange for the necessary goods to be made available and keep pirates off your back whilst they do the transfer. This really is proper PWP. Our thanks go to the East India Trading Company. Secondly Commander Dream state once pilots that may have found themselves unexpectedly with time on their hands to help look for a possible Guardian Ruin site. It's all too clever for us, but details are in the Pilots' Federation forums, and we have a clever link, tinyurl.com slash search.
7: and trust and it's, flashy. it's, flashy. it's flashy.
5: Here with this week CG News. This is the start of week eleven of Operation Hotbess, and as pilots take advantage of the first full week after the reopening of Hutton's markets, we can see the end in sight. But that doesn't mean we can relax. We have less than 15% of stations still waiting to receive the health-giving properties of the Hutton mug. That's over forty-seven thousand four hundred stations complete. And just over seventeen thousand one hundred station totally our system sorry, totally mods free every pilot in our top ten has now delivered at least a thousand mugs as G Mallow joins this hardest working section of an already hard-working group. We now have a magnificent total of three hundred and three co- commanders who have signed up and we're running at an average of over 150 mugs per pilot every week, despite more and more commanders joining, and we thank you. This average rises, so well done, everyone. VECM is only 16 days away, and we still have nearly 15% to go, so there's no time to feel complacent. We need to redouble our efforts and just get hot mess done. Notable stations this week include Readout Post in the Boobian system, owned by the Friends of Boobians, that explains where Lou has gone to, giving blood my foot. Stations in the Wang system, owned by the faction Integrated Wangs, Arkwright Hub in hit- HIP 35755, managed by the Flat Galaxy Society. And Wankel Escape in HIP 30220, run by the Brazilian Trading Company. I think I had a close shave there once. Has landing in the Kumbaya system? Oh no, that started an earworm. I keep hearing that song. Kumbaya, my lord. Oh, that's all from me this week. Flossie told you what to do. Powerful
1: people. Encyclopedia Galactica presents biographies of notable people in the galaxy. This week, Arissa Lavigny Duval. She's the big cheese of the empire the nepluw's ultra the tipest of the top of imperial society if the people of the empire formed a metaphorical human pyramid with imperial slaves standing resignedly at the bottom imperial citizens standing on the slaves shoulders senators standing precariously on the citizens shoulders and the imperial family wobbling frantically on the shoulders of the senators then emperor arissa Le Vigny Duval would be the pointy bit at the top of the pyramid, the flyer, the stunt athlete, striking poses at the top, just before the whole edifice collapsed in a flurry of flapping togas under the weight of all that wealth and privilege. But how did she get up there, up on top of that wobbly pyramid? On the 20th of December, 3300, Back during the reign of Emperor Hengist Duval, and not long after said Emperor Hengist's health had taken a sudden turn for the worse, Princess Arissa suddenly remembered that she was not, after all, the daughter of Prince Aristide de Livigny, but was instead quite closely related to the rapidly sickening Emperor, in a father-daughter sort of way. Shortly after, the rapidly fading Emperor Hengist declared that his dissolute playboy son, Prince Harold, was not of sound mind, and was unfit to be a future Emperor. Shortly after that, the Emperor announced that he was to marry Prince de Lavigny's widow, Florence Livigny, legitimising Orissa and catapulting her into pole position, just as the current Emperor was on the point of vacating the big gold chair due to terminal ill health. Princess Orissa made clear her loyalty to the dying Emperor. "'We are only days from the Emperor returning to the public stage,' she said. "'Trying to debate about what might occur, if he were to die in these intervening days, is both rude and disrespectful of our Emperor. I look forward to many years in service of Emperor Hengist Duval, in whatever capacity he deems appropriate.' If ever there was someone eyeing up a vacancy and licking their lips, that person was Princess Erissa as she made that speech. It took Emperor Hengist quite a while to die, but not quite long enough for the marriage to take place. When the Emperor was helped on his way to Emperor Heaven just before the wedding by a collaboration between a supporter of rival diva Princess Aisling Duval, Arissa's niece and daughter of the disowned Prince Harold, and a long, sharp knife, Princess Arissa was for a while not entirely sure whether she would gain the popular support she needed to take the top spot. It turns out the imperial stabbing was counterproductive, swinging support away from Ashling and over to Arissa. When Princess Ashling's lover, Senator Denton Petraeus, switched his allegiance, Princess Arissa became a shoe-in. On the 18th of October 3301, Emperor Arissa Lavigny Duval was crowned the 16th emperor. After Henson, Brother of Marlin, Syke, Truskin, Hennick, Lucius, Anders, Hender, Truskin II, Truskin third, Olban Hensard, Galen Truscan, Atticus Obelan, Hender Syke, Hesketh, and Hengist. Citizens, not only of the Empire, but all citizens of the galaxy, were invited to bestow the new Emperor with gifts of slaves, both Imperial and the more wretched sort. A lovely, inclusive gesture that warmed hearts across the galaxy. is an emperor of very few words. She generally lets Senator, now Admiral, Denton Petraeus, speak for her. Be it about the need to work together to defeat the Thargoids, about the unauthorised plan from Princess Aisling Duval to marry a federal ambassador, or about the troubling discovery that she has a nephew, Hadrian Duval, who could, in the wrong light. And if you weren't careful, we seem to have a more valid claim to be Emperor than Arissa herself. But on the 25th of January 3305, the day of the bloodbath in the Senate, when everyone who had supported Hadrian Duval, his Nova Imperium movement, and the mysterious Imperator, the power behind the rebellion, it was Emperor Orissa who stood in the epicentre of the carnage and proclaimed in a clear, loud voice, there is no Nova Imperium. There is only the Empire. Emperor Orissa Lavigny Duval. It's an I, not a Y, in Arissa, and Lavigny Duval isn't hyphenated. Known by some as the Imperial Hammer, has remained totally silent on all matters for more than a year now. There are rumours that she may have been quietly assassinated and replaced by Hadrian Duval, who remains at large. The reality is probably far more mundane. She's indoors, playing Animal Crossing, and just doesn't have time for all that Empire nonsense. Tune in next week for another of the Galaxy's Powerful People.
0: Trump and that trope. When you're a huddled trucker, if you can't turn a prop, then you're out of love. It's for the moment that we fly all over the space. Point you to the light, E it's crossed at a hill of a base. Just turn the wheel and that
3: smile on your face, maybe soon you'll be a top trucker. Well howdy there y'all, this here's Buck Necket, spokesman for Lakon Spaceways, back again for this week's Hutton Top Trucker. How do we keep up with your shenanigans while you tootle around in the Milky Way? Why, we install this little piece of software called the Hutton Helper in your spaceship. If you ain't already got it installed, you can install it yourself, relatively pain-free, by going to the website hot.forthemug.com. Almost as having Pearson is your nurse. I feel sorry for H and Mrs. Pearson. (laughs) So let's get on to our top truckers this week. Ee-haw! From the Explorers, jumping around like them horny rabbits in a field, Commander Claire Helen took the lead with over 26,600 light years jumps. I'm glad to see you taking a break from reality for a while there, Claire. Commander Kuroi Kisumi took control of the trigger finger this week, turning the despicably dirty do-batter Don Antonacci and his band of pathetic pirates into space dust. He racked up over 34.6 million credits worth of bounties while tearing the engines out of each and every one of the Don's ship's. Running missions like no other, Commander Texas Stu racked in 3,373 mission points this week. You're Miss Lale's new best friend, Stu. Loading up the new trailer attachment to the rear of a Lacon Type 9 and filling it to the brim, Commander Amiral Gloomy hauled over 51,000 tons of cargo around the galaxy and visited several truck stops along the way, sampling all their coffee. Taking control of the Hutton High Speed Rail this week, it's Commander Texas Stew delivering 1,240 passengers around the galaxy in his sole attempt to also earn the most mission points. Guess he succeeded twice there. Our fastest run to Hutton Orbital is held by Commander Brett Riverboat in 1 hour, 22 minutes, and 31 seconds. But the fastest run Hutton in this month of March is held by Commander Doc Jack in 1 hour, 22 minutes, and 49 seconds. If y'all think you got what it takes to beat these scores, then download the Hutton helper and get to flying. You want to hear your name on this here radio station? Make sure you got the Hutton Helper installed. Pick it up on the web at hot.forthemug.com and get to trucking. And don't forget, if you do hear your name called out and you ain't already got one, get in touch with us to get your very own Hutton decal for your ship. Hutton Top Trucker, brought to you by Lacon Spaceways. The only ships in the galaxy with your very own Psymoof plushie you can cuddle with. Or use it as a loo roll when the TP runs out. We don't judge.
6: What's his name?
5: <laughs> For the Mug!
6: For the Mug! For the Mug! Mug the Mug.
7: Journey too long, cargo too small Profit margins never really mattered at all We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today Super cruising all across the Milky Way We're taking anything, anytime, anyway Loading all the team, I to the brim with the rest For the more For the more For the more For the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from For the more For the more For the more For the, for the Yeah, everybody sing the truckers song See always oh, seems to crash into the sun. Skibalize the pilot on the x One Having out the free, you know it leads us well truck across the galaxy, now everybody else for the more, for the for the more, for the more. Yeah, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more, everybody sing the hooker song. For the more, for the more, for the more, you know just where we're coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more, for the more, everybody sing the hooker song. And I'll give you cargo and sing you my song. No point, 22 light years to go. Cruising to a journey, too long. No cargo, too small. The profit margin's never really mattered at all. We're gonna take the cargo where it's needed today. Super cruising all across the Milky Way We're taking anything, anytime, anywhere So shout it out loud like you don't even care For the more, for For the more, for the more Yeah, you know just where we're coming from For For the more, for the more, for the more Everybody sing the Chaka song for the more, for the more, for the more. Yeah, you know just where they are coming from. For the more, for the more, for the more. Everybody sing the Chaka song.
0: While in these
7: crazy times.